0: Today's sermon is an invitation to prayer, a snapshot, a wondering, a snippet, a slippery word, a preference, a story, a question, a complication, an affirmation, an encouragement, and, at last, a prayer. First, an invitation to prayer. Echoing Jesus' invitation to prayer in Matthew 6. From Rosemarie Berger in Unsettling the Word, Biblical Experiments in Decolonization, out of her relationship with Margarito and Maria Mendez Esquino, indigenous Salvadorans. An invitation to prayer. And when you talk to Creator, do not be like those whose prayers are like pine splinters wheedling under the skin. For they only know conniving. They strap empty words to stone buildings and creeds, seeking to prop up their own spirits, which are as weak as badly mixed mortar poured in winter. It will neither set nor hold a foundation. Their temples will fall down. Their beliefs will run out. But whenever you talk to creator, burn a little copal, set out a bowl of water and some salt and honey, then sing a little song to the four directions to let God know you are there. Sweet and holy friend. Well... In this way, Creator comes quietly to you like a hummingbird dancing on the scent of sweet flowers. And Creator will release to you what is needed. You do not need market words to buy and sell God's favor. You don't need shoes or books or prayer cards. Creator is listening. Pray this way. our Creator in the sky and Mother Earth, our Creator in the sky and Madre Tierra. An invitation to prayer. A snapshot. Three of us drive to Oregon for a two-day conference with other Mennonites, creating congregational cultures of generosity. We hear and we share everyday stories of generosity. We return and introduce the practice of beginning each Stewardship Council meeting with an invitation to hear and share everyday stories of generosity. We begin a practice of starting our time of offering in worship by recalling that we are made in the image of a generous God. Two years later, and these practices are still forming us. A people made in the image of our generous God, invited to practice and to notice everyday stories of generosity in the form of hand-delivered homemade cupcakes and buy-nothing neighborhood groups where neighbors help neighbors and folks stepping up to fill in a gap of care when a key community member could no longer work. A snapshot. A wondering. I wonder if the word stewardship has run its course. Or if it one day will. Or if Having become quite familiar, it perhaps just needs a break. I wonder if thinking of ourselves as stewards of money, of wealth, or anything, is another way for us to hold on to control. I wonder if thinking of ourselves as good stewards... as stewards who have made and are capable of making good, sound, wise decisions around our money, our wealth, our anything, if that's another way to hold on to unearned power and privilege. I wonder if or when the word stewardship will have run its course or will need a break. I wonder how we will know A Wondering. A snippet. Kate Bowler, assistant professor of the history of Christianity in North America at Duke Divinity School and author of the story Blessed, A History of the American Prosperity Gospel, wrote an opinion piece in the New York Times. Here's that snippet. Though Mennonites are best known by their bonnets and horse-drawn buggies, they are, for the most part, plain-clothes capitalists like the rest of us. I adore them. I married one. But how could Mennonites, of all people, a tradition once suspicious of the shine of chrome bumpers and the luxury of lace curtains, Now attend a congregation with a love for unfettered accumulation. A snippet. A slippery word. When repeating the Lord's Prayer in mixed company or in familiar company, there's always one spot where we mumble. Forgive us our... Thank you. (laughs) Perfectly executed. I'm going to invite you to say whatever word you choose, but instead of mumbling it the way we often do, to say it really boldly and confidently. So here we go. Forgive us our... (laughs) As we forgive... (laughs) A slippery word. A preference I choose debt because I like that it's money it's concrete it's economic it fits with Jesus's obsession about wealth and poverty and economic justice it challenges me it challenges our capitalist culture It challenges Mennonites, plainclothes capitalists like the rest of us, as Kate Bowler writes. It challenges me. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Because what does it mean to ask God to deal with my debts as I have dealt with my debtors? How have I dealt with my debtors? That's real. A preference. A story. From Joy Williams' 99 Stories of God. This story is titled Wet. The Lord was drinking some water out of a glass. There was nothing wrong with the glass but the water tasted terrible. This was in a white building on a vast wasteland. The engineers within wore white uniforms and booties on their shoes and gloves on their hands. The water had traveled many hundreds of miles through wide pipes to be there. "'What have you done to my water?' the Lord asked. "'My living water.' Oh, they said, we thought that was just a metaphor. A story. A question. What if it's not a metaphor? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What if it's not a metaphor? Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. What if it's not a metaphor? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What if it's not a metaphor? No one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and wealth. What if it's not a metaphor? A question. A complication. I hear some of you reflecting on the complexities of storing up and releasing. Because you don't want to be taken by the world's view of enough. You know that is out of whack. You know that is too much. But you also don't want to unnecessarily burden our social safety net. Because you know folks are going to need that safety net. They're going to need it more than you. And you want to do the right thing by ensuring that you don't become an unnecessary burden. I hear you wrestling with the juxtaposition of the wisdom and the care in saving and in planning and the challenge in the call to trusting and releasing. I hear you reflecting on the complexities of the storing up and the releasing, a complication. An affirmation. Y'all know a thing or two about generosity. You discerned a clear call to your neighbors on your streets, and you devoted and continue to vote wealth to devote wealth and resources to respond with ministries of companionship and organizing and sheltering and community. You discerned. A clear call to the faith formation and the community formation and the leadership formation ministry at Camp Camrick, And you are newly devoting wealth and resources to uphold and sustain that ministry. You have generously offered home loans to your pastors, including this one with two thumbs. You are standing, you have discerned a jubilee call to seeking pathways toward reparations. And you are devoting your time, your bodies, your spirits to learning and growing in this new area as we together find a way toward being a people who, as the prophet Isaiah wrote, are repairers of the breach, restorers of streets to live in. You are standing arm in arm with one another and facing the breaches of our country, the many breaches of our country and our culture head-on, committed to learning together how we might be called into repairing some of those breaches. You give, and you give, and you give, you give your money. Yes, and you will do so again soon. Or you did with the auto-check that comes in the mail. And you give in a thousand other ways. You give your time. You give your expertise. You give your passions. You give your honesty. You give your questions. You give your willingness to show up over and over again and be the body together. You give your friendship. You give your pots of soup and your loaves of bread, you give your smiles, you give your tears, you give your prayers, you give your music, you show up here and you and so you show up here and share so much of yourselves. Y'all know a thing or two about generosity and affirmation. And encouragement. Jesus says, but strive first for God's reign and God's justice. And all these things will be given to you as well. Strive first for God's reign and God's justice. An encouragement. To close, a prayer. Again from the encounter of Rosemarie Berger and Margarito and Maria Mendez Esquina. Creator is listening to you, we are assured. Creator is listening to you. And so we pray as Jesus taught. Our creator in the sky, we kiss the earth before you. You order our steps, our fields, our days and nights. Today, you gave us good maize for cornmeal and beautiful corn plants that make our hearts glad. When we sell ourselves or allow ourselves to be bought, we ask that you not demand too great a sacrifice from us to restore us to justice. Tomorrow we will make it right. Protect us from the one who sows borers in our crops and fear in our family. Protect us from the men with guns. For you are our creator. All we have is you and Madre Tierra where we stand. And all God's people together said Thank you.